backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Gina, and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 724, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text us. We have Gina. Brandy, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544, or email us at yourstorytravel.com, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. And before we begin, I'm going to do what Vicki did last week and <laughs> let you know that the Missouri allergies are getting me this week, so if I sound a little nasally this time, I am. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm still struggling with it. I had to have a COVID test. And he's like, well, you know, COVID's back and it's ramping up. I was explaining that before we came on. I hate that word, ramping up. (laughs) 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 No more. They They did go back to mask wearing at my work. Did they? Yeah, including in the billing office. So, and we're not even in the hospital. At the doctor's office, you have, they've never gone away from it. You have to wear a mask in there right. and um, it has to be paper because cloth does not work. Mm-hmm. And only certain paper ones, if you go into the hospitals, like even mm-hmm. if you're wearing a paper one, they make you throw it away and they give you one of theirs. I thought it was interesting because the one they gave me was the same kind we used at school. <laughs> and I really feel like my cloth one would have been better, but that's besides the point. So anyway, We're sorry about the allergies here in Missouri. We don't know what's going on, and hopefully we'll feel better or sound better in the next couple weeks on the show. So the past few episodes that we've been doing of Rumors and News has been crazy stories at the beginning, and I thought maybe this should just be the thing for us because I I read another crazy story. So on April 13th, a woman was at Epcot, and she was riding the Nemo and Friends in the Seas Pavilion. And I was trying to think where this elevated position is that they're talking about, but apparently the ride was semi-elevated and she had been playing with her Apple watch and it popped off her wrist and of course flew out of the little shell. Oh no. And so- She doesn't, does she? Please tell me. (laughs) So the Apple watch was an Apple Hermes watch worth $1,300. She said it fell through a graded floor underneath the shells and she could see it. I guess I never looked down before because I didn't realize there were grates there. Anyway, she doesn't jump out of the car. Her husband jumps out, which we all know is a huge no-no. So they shut the ride down and a cast member comes and talks to them and tells them, uh, well, it makes the general announcement, but then I guess they knew which one it was because they do have cameras in there even though people don't realize it, which is why they stop the rides if you're doing inappropriate things on rides, like the people mover. Uh, But anyway, so... He gets back in the car and the lady's like, I need my watch. I, you know, I, I need it. I can see it. And the lady's like, we're going to get it for you later. We know where it's at, but we can't do it right now because the ride, you know, it's the one that keeps moving. So she goes to guest relations. She files a 
thing, thinking that when the watch gets turned in, then they'll know who it belongs to. In the meantime, she starts getting fraudulent emails saying that her card's being used. And that's why she was freaked out, because she had six cards um, attached to that watch. Oh, yikes. Mm. Um, they ended up, whoever, they're not sure, to, when she called guest relations, no record of a watch being turned in at all, of course and uh, $40,000 in fraudulent charges. So she shut down her cards, she contacted the sheriff, she's, she's done a report, um, but we're now at the end of May and they still have no record of what was charged with the $40,000 she's still disputing, so. How does her bank not know what was charged with for 40? Like, I mean, last time I got fraudulent accounts, they told me, they said, did you go to an art museum and <laughs> in some random place and I'm like and and spend thousands of dollars no I did not right well ours was stupid because ours were all uber rides when we had ours a couple months ago and I'm like seriously but yeah mine was a travel like they spent like five thousand dollars on airline tickets or whatever and I, it was funny because yeah it could possibly it could possibly be me you know right <laughs> and you're like i don't know did i i just think that's really sketchy it also makes me kind of question the cast members like if they're the only ones who knew who else would have found that watch if it's right. off the ride they would have had to stop the ride again to get it that's a scary thing it had to have been a cast member that is like my biggest fear is like an electronic, like a phone coming off of like, I am a grown adult and, but I am kind of klutzy and I will not even get my phone out like on a ride, hardly anything. Like I am terrified of it falling or through a sewer grate or something. That's like my biggest fear. So I, I would not have been playing with that very expensive piece of electronics. I don't even have my credit card linked because of that. I'm so scared of it. I do. I have my, I have one of mine linked too. No, I know a lot of people do, but when she said she had six on there, I'm That's like... That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. But she's staying with Contemporary and wearing a $1,300 Apple Watch, so... True. She's not worried about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but maybe she should have been, and then this she wouldn't be in this situation, huh? Maybe so. So we always report changes happening on land, but we want to make sure that we keep you up to date with Disney Cruises as well. Guests sailing on the Disney Cruise Line from ports in the United States or Canada after June 7th of 2022 are now going to be required to obtain their own COVID-19 test prior to embarkation day. So before this was included, now it is not. Um, this applies to all passengers regardless of their vaccination eligibility or status. However, non-vaccinated non-vaccine eligible guests, so people who are you know four years old or younger, are going to need to take a second COVID test at the terminal before boarding. All test results must be uploaded to the Safe Passage website by midnight the day before boarding. All other fully vaccinated guests must be tested at the terminal before boarding and they're going to be charged for the cost of their test. The cost for these tests are going to be anywhere from $74 to $125. The select sailings for this summer are available for up to 35% discount to destinations like the Bahamas, Western Caribbean, or even Northern America, uh, Northern Europe, excuse me. Um, there's 13 different voyages available in total, and some of those have multiple dates available. These cruises have limited availability and only are available for new bookings. The bookings must be paid in full at the time it is booked. 
staying on the subject of Disney Cruise Line, they announced this week that Alaskan cruises will begin sailing on the Disney Wonder in the summer of 2022 and 2023. The rates, dates, and sailings can be found on Disney Cruise Line website, or you can contact one of us to help you plan your Disney cruise. If you are considering a a cruise, we feel it might be a good idea to invest in the Disney Cruise Line Vacation Protection Plan. This week, some changes were made to the accident and sickness medical section of the policy. Guests can now be covered for up to $20,000 for hospitalization, medical treatment, and more if they become sick or injured during their vacation. The cost of this plan is 8% of the cruise fare per guest, so the actual number will vary depending on the cost of your trip. Disney Cruise Line has extended the final payment and booking flexibility deadlines again for all cruises sailing on or before September 30th, 2022. Guests can change their sail date for their cruise up to 15 days prior to the ship's departure. If you need to move your cruise, you can change it to any date before September 30th, 2023. And as far as the final payments go, for all sailings through December 31st, 2022, guests can make their final payments up to 60 days prior to sailing. That applies to all guests booked in unrestricted stateroom categories. But for guests sailing from a non-US port on the Disney Wonder from April 21st through May 30th, and aboard the Disney Magic from May 8th through June 27th, the final payment deadline is extended to 30 days before sailing. Keep in mind that the cancellation fee schedule was also previously relaxed, so cancellation fees only apply if you cancel less than 59 days from the departure through December 31st, 2022. These changes are definitely important to take note of if you are sailing soon. And that, my friends, is why you hire a travel agent. Exactly. That is just a lot of dates and a lot of numbers. Tons of info. Oh my goodness. I know. Back on land, Disney wait times are, I'm not going to say it, Disney wait times are increasing already, even though the summer season has yet to arrive. Um, it isn't even Memorial Day, and some of the wait times have been pretty high, I would say, based on what I'm seeing here. Um, a lot of people thought of May as a month when it was slower in the parks, but let's talk about Magic Kingdom. Seven Doors Mine Train, always popular, was averaging 63-minute wait. Next highest was Jungle Cruise with 61 minutes. Peter Pan's flight takes third place with average of 60. Over at Epcot, uh, Remy's uh, Ratatouille Adventure had an average wait time of 67 minutes with Frozen Ever After at an average wait time of 64 test track with a 53 minute wait that's not bad for test track to be quite honest um i went through we we loved that ride so much the first time we got on it we had fast passes and then we kept going through the single rider like all of us as a family all three of us just kept going through it. we rode it like three times through the single rider line because it's so much fun um over at hollywood studios there was an interesting front runner and everybody would think rise of resistance would have the highest wait time but it was actually tower of terror with an average wait time of 97 minutes. Holy cow. Gosh. Hollywood Studios needs more rides because they, they need something. They need those characters back. Yes. yes. Holy cow. They need the stuff to do. They need the citizens of Hollywood need to come back. That's what needs to happen. 
the citizens of Hollywood need to hang out on the street and have fun times with everybody because that can kill a good 20, 30 minutes and you don't even care that you're in the heat because you'll be having such a good time. Um, but Rise of the Resistance um, took second place with 92 minutes, third place to Slinky Dog Dash with 81 minutes. And of course, last we have Animal Kingdom, average wait time for Flight of Passage, 83 minutes, second place, Dobby River Journey at 59 minutes, and then, of course, third place with Kilimanjaro Safaris at 45. Um, they don't sound too bad, but the peak of the season isn't even here yet. Um, kind of makes us wonder what it'll be like once school is out, um, that we'll definitely keep you posted. I'd, I've been at spring break, so that doesn't scare me. <laughs> I've been at Christmas, and that's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, spring break, Christmas, like, those aren't too terrible, but I can see the the comparison because it is May and like that's not like a hot time. There's no spring breaks going on. School's still in session usually. I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's not any downtime. It's going to be interesting to see once the 50th anniversary big celebration stuff is over, if this is going to continue, like if a couple years down the road, because it's just there's been no downtime, I don't feel like. Not at all. There was one week on the vlogs where the vloggers were like, oh, well, it looks a little down. But then when they were getting ready to leave the park at lunchtime or at two o'clock, then it was ramped up again. Oh, sorry. Gina does not like that word. You can say it. I don't care. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't like that word. I've just heard it so much. So much. There's a COVID ramp up. Oh, know? gotcha. <laughs> a surge. Yeah, a surge. <laughs> so being a Disney cast member is amazing for many reasons they get complimentary admission to the parks unless they have blackout days which we won't get into they get to have fun with the guests the cast member events recognition for a job well done but most recently disney hosted a cast member competition which i don't think that we've ever reported on and i'm kind of sad that we haven't before now but anyway we are now um they just participated in a canoe race of the world on the rivers of america this race actually started in 1963 in Disneyland and River, Rivers of America, and it sparked a Disney tradition, and then it ended up expanding to all the other parks around the world. This is the 47th year that the competition took place at the Magic Kingdom, and they had 74 teams participating. Um, they had some really cool pictures, so if you want to see this, I would say Google canoe races with cast members, and you can probably see them. They had 74 teams, and they had fun team names like Grand Floridians, you know, with an oar in the middle, and 20,000 oars under the sea. The winners of this year's race at Disney World was Beauties and the Beast team. So I was wondering if it's just a bunch of girls and one guy. Sounds like it. Yes. But it looks so fun, and I'm glad that they do fun team-building things for them, too, because that's important. And, I mean, cast members are so nice. How much fun would like a cast member event be like? <laughs> I know. You know like, oh my goodness, such a good time with all of these wonderful, just really, really friendly, fun-loving people. I bet they have a blast. So if you are planning a trip to Epcot's Food and Wine Festival this year, you're going to need to know that five of the booths will not be opening until August 15th. Here are the booths that are opening late. We have Brewing at the Odyssey that serves wings, beer, ciders, and more. Then there's also Coastal Eats, which hasn't been at Epcot since 2019. This booth has seafood dishes, beer, wine, and cocktails. Then there's Hawaii, which is known for the Kahlua pork sliders or Spam. 
a tropical favorite, doesn't sound great to me, um, island favorites, and then fruity drinks. Now those I do like. They've got Mac and Eats, which has a ton of mac and cheese combos. Now we're talking. This is a returning booth from last year when it debuted. And then the Noodle Exchange features flavors from the Far East and a variety of noodle dishes. Vicki, did you do any of those last year when you were there? Kaylee did the brewing one and she really liked that. I did the Hawaii. Um, I did the Spam Hash and it was amazing. See, that's the one that does not sound good Oh, so good. But we eat Spam all the time in my house. (laughs) (laughs) We did the Mac and Eats one. I didn't do the noodle exchange, but Gina's friends, Amanda and Ashley did. Well, they're my friends now too, but they were Gina's friends before we went on the trip. Amanda and Ashley, hi, if you're listening. They went to the noodle exchange. I cannot go to the noodle exchange because I'm allergic to curry. And there was curry in, I believe, all those dishes. I didn't know you were allergic to curry. Well, I don't like have uh, anaphylactic shock, which, you know, you don't really want to have that. My lips get really numb and then I have to go to sleep. I get like a headache. It's really weird. Huh. I'm that way with kiwi. I want to try that brew wing. That sounds really good. That does sound good. I know Kaylee was hoping it was still there when we went um, at Christmas and I was like, no, and it wasn't. We'll have to put it on our list, Stephanie. All right, done. So Disney has released a a lot of what is coming to Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, but there are still some things that have not returned since 2019 that we are still hoping will. Uh, The first one is Party for the Senses, a place where a host leads the event while guests are allowed to sample 50 different types of food. Um, There's also cheese seminars where you learn about different cheeses, the Mexican tequila lunch, which is right up my alley. Yes, please. The Mexican cuisine while learning about tequila. Um, This was a ticketed event, but I think it would be worth it. VIP experiences, a package that allowed for eight food and wine entitlements and guests receive a limited edition pin. Um, Number five is an Italian beer pairing. Guests learn what beers pair best with which food. Sunday brunch with the chefs, a two hour event with a celebrity chef, breakfast buffet, a sparkling wine toast, and even a Q&A session with the chef. And as I said, this has not been returned yet and we don't know if it's going to, but Disney, we hope you're listening and we really want this stuff to come back. I'm interested in that party of the senses. Does anybody know anybody who's done that one? No. Tim Tracker did it one year. Him and him and Jenny did. So I'll have to go back and check it out. I, it was either 2018 or 2019. Before the baby. I, rem- I remember they did it. But I am all about that Mexican, Mexican tequila. tequila. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's said that you learn about tequila, though, it, and sample Mexican food. I'm sure you're sampling tequila, too. I'm sure you're doing that, I too. I hope so. Yeah. But I liked this the VIP thing. And I know they have these at Disneyland all the time because you see them if you're watching vlogs and stuff where they mm-hmm. give you the little lanyard and then they either like punch a hole in it or they clip something off of it or whatever. I think that seems like it's always such a good deal. It is. The only thing that gets me on those, you buy this little pass and then you get to five punches. Um, but then the lines are so long because everybody right. has to use your five and then you're wasting a lot of time like 
sometimes I'll go past somewhere thinking that I wanted it and I see the line, I'm like, nah, not worth it. But if <laughs> if I have that lanyard, I have to wait in that yeah. line, sure. Well, back to TV, Disney Plus announced this week that there will be a season four of High School Musical, the series. If everyone's excited Woo-hoo. about that. Um, there's also going to be some sort of collaboration between Disney Plus and Love Sack, which is a couch. Just like to say that it's a couch. Um, we'll find out more about it. <laughs> um, Disney Plus will also be streaming an Elton John documentary. I'd watch that. Uh, last week, Disney Plus had a special show in the sky in Los Angeles. They were celebrating characters and stories from all across the Disney Plus bundle. One of the familiar faces in the sky was Darth Vader. We're hoping this means Disney will be doing Ooh. more shows like this at other Disney parks in the future. There is a video posted on YouTube if you want to check it out. I I can't get over these love sack couches if you guys have seen the commercials for them. Like, my husband, what he can't understand is there's always the shot of, like, the people on the white couch with the red wine and the yes. dog jumps on. And, and my husband's like, nobody would ever do that. Nobody would ever buy a white couch and, and even own a dog. Like, why would you do that? My friend has one of those couches. She said it was the best thing she ever bought. Is it white, though? Yes, our friend's is. I don't think hers is. I think hers is gray. But it's just the covers. You can change the covers. Like, you can yeah, buy... Yeah, I don't see how you're getting red wine out of that. Unless it's got some kind of special scotch guarding in it. Because, I mean, I'm pretty magical with stain removal. And I have not been able to get red wine out of some white. So... Really comfy uh, beanbag chairs is what they yeah. feel like. Mm-hmm expensive too <laughs> i'll say yeah they're really expensive we looked at them we were looking at couches it's like memory foam inside of there i know so um i know gina watches tim tracker too they bought something similar to it for their son to build with and climb on and i was like how much did that cost oh, well, i know the nugget co- couch for kids to play with cost 250 dollars. so i can't imagine buying a kid what kind of money you have to buy a kid a love sack to play with i mean i know you don't want them to get hurt but that's a lot of money well, I know we're getting all excited because we can now preview the Lightyear at Walt Disney Yay! Presents in Hollywood Studios. The Lightyear posters can be seen around Hollywood Studios. Walt Disney Presents is located in the animation courtyard and their marquee of Walt Disney Presents is now promoting the movie Lightyear, if we haven't gone on to that yet. Inside Walt Disney Presents attraction, the doors to the Walt Disney Theater are decorated with Lightyear imagery. It has Lightyear and his little cat it's a pet, which we didn't ever ha- knew that Buzz Lightyear had a pet. Um, so, if you are ready to blast off, you can catch Lightyear sneak preview at Disney's Halloween Studios at Walt Disney Presents, and the movie is going to land in theaters on June 17th. It is not coming to Disney Plus first. I love, though, that the you can see the first 17 minutes of a new movie, because we were able to see Toy Story 4 when I was there in 2019. Oh, really? And that was so fun. Yeah. And But see, then um, the rest of the people I were with were like, what happened at the end of Toy Story 3? I don't remember. Like, what is that about? And I had to sit there and, like, tell the story. And I started crying, like, trying to tell everybody about the end of Toy Story 3. And then my husband and my best friend are looking at me like I'm an absolute insane lady. But I think it was just because, like, all my emotions <laughs> were heightened because I was at Disney anyway. And I was just like, we had playtime for the last time together. And that's what the toys wanted the whole movie. And I'm just, like, a mess, like, crying. And they're just like, <laughs> you have problems? I don't think I could ever bring you here again. Like, that's it. One of my friends just shot her senior, her son's senior pictures and posted them yesterday. And 
they he must have had all the Disney characters or they used a photographer that did and the characters were on the porch and they had him walk down the sidewalk like he was leaving for college. Aww, it was so precious. Cute. It was precious. That's adorable. I'm going to have to steal that. <laughs> I don't think I could get Andrew to do that. I, I'm lucky enough I'm getting his senior pictures. They just happen to be with the race car. <laughs> there you go. No. So Chip and Dale are meeting guests at Disney Californian Adventure in their Rescue Rangers outfit in honor of their new movie having debuted on Disney+. Plus. Temporary meet and greet area is at the entrance to Hollywoodland. It's to the left of the Hyperion Theater. Chip sports his brown leather jacket and hat while Dale is in his floral orange top. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers stars John Mulaney as the voice of Chip and Andy Samberg as the voice of Dale. It's streaming now on Disney+. Plus. It sounds like a good show for Teddy and for Wesley. They could have a Zoom play date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wesley, um, he's stuck right now on Paw Patrol, and which is, you know, not a Disney thing. But what he absolutely loves on Disney Plus is um, Puppy Dog Pals and um, the Monsters, Inc. Um, show about when have you guys ever seen that there's only like one season i want them to make more because i've seen them all and it's starting to bug me right <laughs> we just say you want to watch monsters and he points at it and he really i think he really likes sully but they aren't mike and sully aren't even in most of it it's all about after they take over the factory and they're doing laughs that's hilarious it, it, it's it's cute it really is cute um it features a lot of new characters and stuff but i don't know why my son likes it so much i think he just likes all the different like monster shapes like all the different kinds of monsters i think it's like visually yeah it's so colorful yeah i think that's what he likes about it Aww, so cute so let's get back to talking about the crowds at disney world so cnn is now calling the surging crowds at disney world revenge travel reporters are calling it this because people feel like they have lost time due to the pandemic now that borders are reopening and vaccines are available people are traveling more almost like they are getting revenge with the pandemic and covid 19. whether that is the reason or not that people are realizing that life is short Disney crowds have been some of the largest in the history of Disney World for this time. I wouldn't call it revenge, but I do agree. It's that people realize life is short and we just shut down, like totally shut down. And people are like, uh, no, why did I do that? I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> and people put off their trips for so long. And you got to think a lot of those people that um, had some you know, everybody likes to call them the, the COVID babies that were conceived yeah. during the shutdown or turning two years old. And it's time to take it on vacation. It's time, people. It's time. Brandy's got amazing news. I do. I have this is like for my daughter and her friend. Um, we've got some Marvel news. So um, Sony chairman Tom Rothman said they're working on the next Spider-Man movie starring Tom Holland and hoping to bring back director John Watts and Zendaya. Producer Amy Pascal previously mentioned another Spider-Man trilogy featuring Holland and Disney and Sony later confirmed they're developing the character's future in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Rothman also mentioned that two Into the Spider-Verse sequels are in development. When asked if John Watts, Tom Holland, and Zendaya would return, Rothman said, that whole group, we hope. 
I I don't even know. The Marvel people are just going to lose their minds if that happens because I know what those girls were like when they came home from that movie and Tom Holland was in it and they didn't know it was coming. So I don't know what else they can do for that wow factor, but I'd, I'd like to see it. I think it's really cool for Zendaya that she's um, been able to maintain after leaving because she started in the Disney Channel, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. And so, and then she's done. This is not a Disney movie, but I think it is on. Greatest Showman is on Disney Channel or Disney Plus. Um, and now she's doing Spider Man movies. So, it is one of my favorite movies. The Greatest Showman. I know all the music, but I've never seen the movie. What? Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> I've listened to um, Abby's uh, dance thing. They did it for their musical theater piece, two of the songs from it in uh, 2020, the year of virtual recital. Um, so I learned a lot of the songs and I started listening to them on YouTube and stuff, but I still never sat down and watched them. <laughs> I can't believe why you were locked in a house for two years. You did not watch that movie. We need to have a watch party. Yeah. Locked in a house for two years. Remember, we have young children. Well, you you maybe could have with a baby, but like my kids were dominating the TV. Yeah, I think, well, I think the second time I, wa- I watched Hamilton with Abby on like 4th of July, holding Wesley, trying to get him to sleep. Like, cause I had like, it was right before I was getting ready to go back to work. So he was tiny still. And she, that's when they deba- debuted it. She was begging me to watch it with her on Disney plus. And then I think I've, I've watched it. I'll just turn it on. Like if I'm at home cooking or cleaning, I'll turn Hamilton on Disney plus and just listen to it in the background. Uh, my sister-in-law and mother-in-law and I are huge fans of Downtown Abbey. And, you know, that movie just came out. Mm-hmm. So my mother-in-law is in Florida right now. So I promised her I would not go see it until she returns. Oh, She needs to hurry. June 1st. <laughs> Honestly, Steph, I need to watch it again. But I don't think there's anything, I mean, terribly, terribly wrong in that movie that you couldn't watch it with Lucy. I don't think Teddy would sit still long enough. But I think Lucy would be in awe of the dance and the singing and stuff. Yeah, I don't think there's anything inappropriate. I mean, the only thing I, we wanted to show it actually for um, PTC at school, and the only thing anybody could find wrong with it is the fact that they're they go to bars and they drink alcohol, and they were like, which is it's not like children are drinking the alcohol; it's no, adults. Yeah. But like, it was just kind of like eh, at a school function, probably not the best thing to act like you're promoting it. But I. I mean, <laughs> if you drink a glass of wine in front of your kids, it's probably fine. Yeah, it's in both bar scenes that I remember, there's a musical number and dancing. And I yeah. think that's what sh- that would be in the forefront of her mind. It would not she be. She probably wouldn't even care. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Gaston's in a tavern drinking. True, very true. It's just a really good story about um, the underdog overcoming their issues. I, I just really, really love that story. And they. Supposedly we're working on part two, but I haven't heard any more about it recently. Sad. So, hoop-dee-doo musical review. Yay! It's finally returning to Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort on June 23rd. The reservations open on Thursday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to the show. Showtimes and pricing are now available. Guests are required to pay for their meal and the show ahead of time, which is similar to Cinderella's Royal Table and a couple of other things at Disney World. I think Narcoosie's, which is currently not available anyway. The exact price depends on where you choose to sit. So if you want category one, which is the main floor, it's $74 per adult, which at Disney ages is age 10 and up, $44 for children three to nine. If you want to sit center balcony, which is category two, that is $69 per adult and $40 per child. 
And category three is the side balconies, which is $66 per adult and $39 per child. Category three does not have wheelchair accessibility seating, but the other two categories do. And the Hoopty Doo musical review will not be using paper tickets anymore. Wah, 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 which I'm actually surprised they still did. Um, guests are going to check in via the My Disney Experience app or at the check-in booth. And they are encouraged to arrive 30 minutes before their reservation. The doors are going to open at 4, 6.15, and 8.30, and the show will begin 20 minutes later. I really want to see this show. Me too. How long is the show? They have one at 4, and then they have another at 6.15, so it can't be more than like an hour and a half, right? We should do the one at 8.30 on one of the nights that we're there. Yeah, that would be fun. I want to see it. I think that'd be neat. It's something new for all of us. I like it. The Congress Park and Treehouse Villas uh, Leisure Pools at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa are going to close for refurbishment in early October. They'll be closed through early December. The High Rock Springs Pool, Paddock Pool, and the Grandstand Leisure Pool will remain open during this period. The High Rock Spring Pool and on the rocks pool bar will close in january of 2023 for refurbishment as well which i like that they're sending these out early yeah in case you're making reservations so the main pool is the high rock pool right there and it's really nice has a really cool water slide built into the rocks and um on the other side it has zero depth entry and all that and the pool bar makes a very good mai tai might i say So soon, they'll be releasing the 2023, like, booking date. So if you're thinking of January of 2023, maybe rethink Saratoga Springs. For sure. So 4th of July fireworks will be returning to Magic Kingdom. Yay! Disney celebrates America. A 4th of July concert in the sky has been added to the Walt Disney World calendar for 9.20 p.m. on July 3rd and 4th. This is the first time 4th of July fireworks will be performed at Walt Disney World since 2019. We are excited to see more normal coming back. Um, Hopefully, they will live stream the celebration like they have all the others in the past. I hope so. It's always better than anything we can see locally. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Disney fireworks the best. So I know this makes Vicky so happy. As Disney World <laughs> continues working on the Walt Disney World train tracks, new track is being laid right behind Space Mountain. The length of the track is visible from the people mover. That's how we know this. A gap in the track is slowly being reconnected. An excavator is parked next to the tracks. Another vehicle is on the tracks transporting the new rails. Much of the track was replaced last year, as well as Engine 1, Walter E. Disney, was refurbished. This refurbished engine is the one that has been used to test the new track, but no word when it will reopen yet. Well, Walt Disney World TikTok released a little snippet of it this week, and I believe I sent it to you guys in the group. Walt Disney World TikTok seemed to think August is when the railroad will be open. That would be great. Oh, that'd be I amazing. I want to ride that train again. I don't think I ever have. I don't think I've ever read. No, I don't think I've ever read it. Because I think every time we went, it's been closed. Well, so what was funny is we got on it, like, not really realizing it was such, like, an iconic thing. We literally were just looking for something to do with Abby, and she was nine. And we were just like, oh, there's a train. Like, let's right. go over here. Like, oh, it's a way to get to the other part of the park. How neat is that? And, like, 
just got on it. Like, there was nobody waiting in line. Like, it was not a big deal. We're like, oh, this is fun. But I'm so glad I did it. And I can say I did it. You didn't realize how magical it was. I mean, I, I was having a good time. I was having a magical time. But I didn't, like, see the iconic part of it, I guess. It was before I, like, did all that research. And then later, I just thought, oh, my God, we rode the train. Like, that was so amazing. So a new Walt Disney World store is going to be opening on iDrive in Orlando, Florida on May 31st. So next Tuesday, I think that's right. Mm -hmm. The ribbon-like art installation on the Hollywood Plaza parking garage will animate images of the golden Fab 50 statues when it is initially turned on. And it will eventually feature other characters and celebrations too over time. Obviously, it's this big, like a ticket. It's kind of like, can't think of what to call it. Like a scrolling electronic machine, kind of like the ones that they have in front of schools, only a big long one that looks like a ribbon on the side of a garage. Um, in the building will be the Walt Disney World store combining merchandise, ticket sales, and the first ever interactive Disney Vacation Club virtual discovery station. Doesn't that sound famous? Or fast, fancy, I guess is a better word. The Disney Vacation Club Virtual Discovery Station will have a floor-to-ceiling screen that can transport guests to the theme parks, resorts, and cruise destinations from around the world via first-person virtual tours, photo galleries, and videos. So I think it's supposed to make you feel like you're there so that you know what it's going to be like. What do you call it? Transports you. That's the word I was going for. Um, to me, it sounds very much like the 360 thing that they had at Epcot for a little while showing what was going to happen at Epcot. Only this is going to be all over Disney and how they can sell you some Disney Vacation Club properties. So more changes are happening behind the scenes at Disney. Disney Parks Executive and Walt Disney World opening day cast member George Calagridis has announced his retirement. In wake of his announcement, Division Chairman Josh DeMauro has announced a reorganization of the Disney Parks Experiences and Products Department. The reorganization, Calagrius, um, domain of segment development and enrichment, will be looped into the new Experiences portfolio and Disney Signature Experiences Department under Thomas Maslow. Stephanie Young will become the president of Disney Vacation Club Adventures and Expeditions and Disney Institute National Geographic Live, reporting directly to Maslow. Tasia Filipatos will replace Young as president of Consumer Products, Games, and Publishing under Demaro. Why do we think all these exits and changes are happening? Anything to do with paycheck, you think? I just think it's crazy. There's been so much exiting lately. I don't think they're happy with the company and the way the company is going. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things going on. The company's making some stances. Of course. We do not know for sure. No, no. We just know how we would feel. There's just changes happening. Okay, so I am excited about this. Glee, the beloved ensemble sitcom about a glee club in a suburban Ohio high school, will make its return to streaming on June 1st as it joins the ever-growing roster of Disney Plus and Hulu content. The announcement came Friday, gently between the two streaming services. 
Glee previously made its home on Netflix for several years before leaving last December, making this the first time in six months, Glee will be legally available to stream again. The show was created in 2009 and originally aired on Fox. Glee was set at the fictional William McKinley High School in Lima, Ohio, and chronicled the ensemble cast of Misfits as they navigate the drama of the Glee Club as well as the high school around them. The series featured Leah Michelle, Matthew Morris, the late Corey Monteith, the late Naya Rivera, Amber Riley, Diana Aragon, Chris Colfer, and Heather Morris at its outset. The show took home four Emmys and two GLAAD awards over its six-season run. I am a huge Glee fan. So are we. Never saw a single episode. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> you have to watch. She will love it. I did not understand that show. I did not. The funniest part to me is like that episode of The Office where they're watching it at the one guy's apartment and everybody's, stop it. Shh, don't do that with the DVR. And they're all fighting about it. And like Mindy Kaling's character is all about it and like fighting with everybody. And like, I'm just dying. Like, I would be like Pam with my baby in the room like i couldn't even care less about the show like i just whatever that's funny no offense to Glee, but <laughs> i just didn't get it like it was just not my thing i i don't know i think i was in show choir so see and i was too and that, i think that's what it reminds me of is show choir i was so that's another thing and i everybody's gonna hate me because it's real big around here is i'm like i just don't get show choir and i was in court like i was in choir choir where we had to wear robes and sing all perfect and everything and so I guess the whole singing and dancing on risers kind of baffles me because I'm like that just feels so dangerous to me like I don't know why you should do that our show choir was not on risers we were on a we were on the gym floor and dancing and singing (laughs) it was amazing I loved every minute of it yep I'm sure you did it was the best time of my high school career me too Well, we're going to move on from hating Brandy because she doesn't watch Glee. Um, We don't hate Brandy. We love you anyway. (laughs) Nobody's Um, hated. Disney did announce another awesome thing. The Eat to the Beat concert series will return to Epcot for the first time since 2019. The concert series is sponsored by Florida Blue Medicare and runs from July 14th through November 19th. Guests are able to start reserving dining packages yesterday, May 24th. Here are some of the artists that will be playing at Eat to the Beat. Baja Men, Tiffany, Christopher Cross. In addition to this, Air Supply, Chris Allen and David Cook, the former American Idol winners, 38 Special, Billy Ocean, Hanson, and more. Now that is a a crazy lineup. Hanson, oh Oh my goodness. I've seen 38 Special. They had them at the ballpark a couple years ago. I was trying to think who's there when we're there. I want to say Billy Ocean. I'm not a big fan. Hanson, I would be all in. <laughs> I'm, I wonder if they're there when I'm there in November. I probably wouldn't get my girls to go to it, though. <laughs> well, do, they, do they even know who Hanson is? I bet Kay, uh, Jenny does know because Kaylee does. So thank you, girls, for joining me tonight for the Rumors and News. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, just text us at 636-395-0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us Gina, Brandy, Stephanie, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. You can also email us at yourstorytravel.com. 
Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your resort and ticket package reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Brad and Vicki are going to be talking about things to think about before heading to Disney World. So if you're thinking about taking a Disney trip soon, you're going to want to listen to this one. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. Bye.